You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word 7 habits. That's the number 7 habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Daniel Geffen. Daniel and I have been friends for the last couple of years now, and he is the founder of Geffen Media Group. He is the host of the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, and he's the author of the Self-Help Addict, which you can get on Amazon. So, hey, welcome to the show, Daniel. So glad you're here. I know we've been talking about doing this for a long time, and now is finally the day. Woohoo! Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Dennis. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you so much. I was on your show, I think last year or maybe 2017, maybe a year or two ago, and yeah. I had a blast and you have an amazing show with Can I Pick Your Brain? So I thank highly you. recommend everybody check that out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast binge on. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but today we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to your heart and is really the focal point of Geffen Media Group, which is how to become an authority in your niche without having to pay tens of thousands of dollars to big PR agencies to get there. So we're going to dive into that. You're going to help us unpack that. But before we do that, give us a quick backstory. Take a minute or two and just tell us kind of how you got here. I know we have to keep it somewhat short, but but let everybody know that quick story of how you got here, because I know you've got an interesting, very interesting up and down roller coaster, much like most entrepreneurs. Okay, so I'm not going to give you the full story because that will take the whole interview. Um, but <laughs> I know. I, yeah, but, but I did. I mean, the first part of my book basically goes into my whole story of how I essentially was on a six-figure salary and then went broke and then got evicted out of my house with my wife and first child and how I ended up working for my dad, which I hated and wanted to just kill myself. And then starting my first business, scaling it up, and then my head receptionist slash COO, you know, running the company, wanting to commit suicide, and then me basically having a nervous breakdown because I'm going to lose my business. And then my business business advisor gave me a smack in the face and telling me to grow up and go do something about it. And then outsourcing my whole entire company to a competitor of mine, then working out of a, well, first firing all of my staff and then getting rid of my office and all the equipment, and then working out of a hotel lobby for a year and running my, my business with hundreds of clients with a laptop and a cell phone. And then semi-retiring at 31 with three kids, moving to Israel. That's basically all in, in kind of like the, the book. But as you can imagine, to fill in the blanks would take me the, the length of this podcast and more. But essentially, how did I get into podcasting? So rewind four years ago, moved to Israel. My company is basically running itself. I have everything on automation and I get really bored. I'm just like playing tennis all day. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, we, we always want to do something. And I get this phone call completely out of the blue from a guy who tells me, hey, Daniel, I heard you have a a really great story. I'd love to have you on my podcast. And I turned around and I said, what the hell is a podcast? I don't know what a podcast is. I had no idea. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> no idea. Like, what it sounds like pod pod sounds like aliens are like coming landing with the pod ship. You know what is what is that? So he 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 laughs and he says, no no, it's 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 really cool. It's like radio, except it's on demand. It's like imagine YouTube to TV. That's what podcasting is to radio. And I thought to myself, oh my god, I love to talk. This would be awesome. Like yeah, sure, let's do this. Next thing I know, I've got a headset and I'm sitting in my pajamas in my bedroom. And I'm basically talking to a wall, right? Because that's how it works, right? He's sitting somewhere else in the world and I'm sitting on my own. And, and he asks me to share my story and I start you know, sharing my story. And it felt like 10 minutes went by. And suddenly he's like, well, we got to the end of the hour, wrapping up the show. And he you know, it basically closes off the show. And I turn around and said, are you kidding me? That was an hour? That felt like 10 minutes. That was so much fun. And he's like, yeah. And I said, how many people were listening to that? Now, I'm expecting, Dennis, I'm expecting maybe he's going to tell me, you know, 30, 40, maybe 50 people, because the most I've ever spoken to in, in terms of like the, an audience size was maybe in high school, I got up and gave a little thing and in front of like 30 people, you know, he says around a thousand and I almost fall off my chair. I'm like, what do you mean a thousand people? Are you kidding me? You're telling me a thousand people were listening to that just now. He's like, yeah. I was like, where, where are they? And he's like all over the world and he starts listing countries. He's like America, Canada, Japan, China, Australia, England, France, Belgium, Germany. What? Are you crazy? Are you kidding me? There's no way. And he like shows me the statistics. He shows it to me. Yeah, look, these are all the countries, people. That just totally blew my mind. Like that's when the penny dropped and I realized, oh my goodness, I'm going all in on podcasts. Like that's insane that I could be sitting in my pajamas. I didn't even go. I didn't go anywhere. Most people, right, they book a flight. They mark off a week in their calendar, okay? They, they have to get to the airport, check in, luggage, get to the you know, to hotel, check into the hotel, to do what? To stand in front of maybe 300 to 500 people on a stage, which by the way, that's, that's like a big deal. Like if you're standing in front of 500 people, that's a packed house, right? Yeah, and exactly. People are, willing, people are willing to fly you know, halfway across uh, you know, uh, America to, to the other side of America to, to do that, right? Some people are halfway across the world to speak in front of 500 people. And there I am, Mr. Nobody, who doesn't know anyone, and I'm suddenly speaking to over a thousand people in my pajamas without leaving Israel. And I'm living in Israel, which is this tiny speck on the map, and I'm speaking to people all over the world. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. And, and from there, I think that's when you got the idea to start your first podcast and launch Correct. that, yeah. right? So I started my first podcast within two weeks, had no idea what I was doing, just kind of messing around. I was nervous at the same, like at the same time, I was really excited about it. And the next thing I know, I build it to quarter of a million downloads. I interview billionaires, celebrities, like just insane. Like some of my, some of the people that I used to, like I would read their books and I would think there's no way I'm ever going to speak to them. And suddenly I'm talking to them, having a conversation with them, like a good friend for an hour. It's insane. Yeah, it really is. I, I have to agree with you. I mean, I only started my podcast, this Growth Experts, maybe a year, about a year ago, a matter of fact. And mm -hmm. I've met some amazing people. And even prior to that, you know, that's how I was fortunate enough to meet you as well as a whole bunch of other podcasters. So yeah, and you do an amazing job on your podcast. And I know that Geffen Media Group does a service in and around podcasting. So Correct. can you explain yeah. that to the audience really quick? Give them a minute on what that is, because I know you help a lot of people. Yeah. And I know that's going to fit into the interview later, but mm -hmm. just give them a snapshot of what, what you do. So here's what I, I discovered is that it took me a long time to build that audience. Like it was a weekly slog every single week. And there's 
getting the right guests and then there's editing and then there's producing and it's just a whole and it's draining, right? It's draining and, you, and it, it takes a long time to get traction to start really building that audience. But what I noticed is that my guests would come on my show. They would get access to my audience, which I've spent years building. And within an hour, boom, they've now got access to my, my audience. They've now been exposed to my audience. And then they, and at the end, they get to pitch the audience and give and and hey, you know, check out my book or check out my product or check out my show. And one day I kind of said to myself, like, hold on a second, like they're leveraging my audience. Why am I not leveraging other people's audiences? Yeah, I'm working so hard to build an audience. Why am I not leveraging other people's hard work and, and, and leveraging their audience? And that's when I started getting myself booked on other podcasts because I realized, my goodness, like, you know, I, I can get in front of a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand people who have never heard of me. And I could be doing that on a weekly basis, maybe even on a daily basis. Yesterday, I went on two shows, right? I mean, it's, it's incredible how many people you can reach. And what the other thing that also occurred to me was I was starting to get a lot of pitches from other PR agencies and individuals. And it was always the same lazy templated pitch, right? And I would turn down about 95% of them because I'm very, you know, first of all, I've only got a one week slot for a guest. Second of all, I, you know, once you start getting traction with your podcast, you get picky with, you know, what type of guests you want to have on your show. And they were just being really lazy. They were just sending me the same, like, hey, my client has a book and he wants to talk about his book. Why don't you have him on your show? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, got, I've gotten those. Those are quite, uh, quite yeah, how interesting. About, how, about, how about no and say we did? Like, no, right? This is the same. And, and, even, and then I noticed another thing. Even the times when I, when I said yes and I got their, them on the show, they totally blew it, right? I had one guy come on my show and, and he thought it was like a late night infomercial. He just goes right into a sales pitch and, and I'm like, excuse me, what are, you, what are you doing, right? It's like almost like a guy going on a date and like going in to start kissing the girl in five minutes. Like, whoa, what? Who taught you what? Someone needs to teach this guy how to, how to date a lady. Like what's going on over here? And so all of these different points started accumulating in my mind. And that's when I kind of hit me and I said, I could disrupt this market. I'm going to start my own podcast booking agency. I'm going to show people how to be great guests because I've interviewed over 100 highly influential guests on my show. I've also now been on 60 plus podcasts myself. Okay, so I've got a lot of experience in this. I know a ton of podcasters who all have the same issues of finding the right guests and, the, and, the, and good quality guests. Why don't I start an agency? And that's how Geffen Media Group was born two years ago. And it's been incredible. Yeah, it, you guys really do a great job. As a matter of fact, I've had guests, I've had some of your clients on my show. And yeah, yes, I, and I, re I really appreciate working with your team. And that's amazing. And so that's a great segue into what we were going to talk about today. And we, we really want to dive into it here because I want to make sure the audience gets some real good nuggets here. Now that we've kind of set the plate, let's let's serve some steak now, right? Let's give them Ooh, some yeah. steak, right? Daniel, I know you can deliver oh, yeah. because I've heard you hundreds of times before. So today we we're going to talk about how to become, how and why, I guess is a little bit of both, how and why to become an authority in your niche and how you can do that without having to spend tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars hiring a PR agency, which is kind of the old route. So Give us a little bit of sizzle here. Give us why, number one, give us, you've given us a why, right? Because they can reach a big audience from their underwear, mm -hmm. from their house or from their, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever they are, their, from their pajamas, right? And which yeah. is, I have sweatpants on right now and a, and a t-shirt that I would probably never show anybody on, on camera. <laughs> and 
So we've talked a lot about the why, but how about the how? Talk to us a little bit about the how. How can people start building that authority using podcasting? Okay. So number one, it's all about positioning yourself, right? Before you even get on a podcast, you've got to know how to be a great guest, right? If I put you in front of a thousand people, a room of a thousand people, and you don't perform, then you just it's just going to be a waste of an opportunity. And there are three key ingredients to being a great guest. Okay. The first thing is having a great story. The second one is having a core memorable message. And the third is having an irresistible offer. And I'll go into each one. So the problem that I found is, is sometimes you'll have a guest that comes on the show and they just talk facts and figures or they talk about their business or their product or their service. And here's the thing. No one cares about statistics. They don't care about the product. They don't care about the brand. What people really care about is they want to work with somebody. They want to know what your why is. They want to know your mission. They want to know where you came from. They want to relate to you. People buy from people. They buy on emotion. They don't buy on logic, right? Right. And so, and so the first thing is you've got to develop that story. What is your story? And the second thing is the message. I found that when people came on the show and they had a great, inspiring story and you know, I can tell that the audience is relating to them and they're getting emotionally connected to them and they're building trust. But then they go all over the place, right? They're talking about this thing and then they're jumping to that thing. And then at the end of the show, the audience is just totally overwhelmed and we feel like we just got too much information. It's information overload and we don't know what to do with it and we just kind of freeze. And when we have too much, we end up just getting paralyzed and we do nothing. So you've got to have that one thing that what's your one message that you want to deliver, right? And you've got to keep coming back to that, to that one message so that the audience knows, okay, this is what it is. So for example, this particular episode, we're talking about how to become an authority. That's the main message. And the story was me having this, you know, guy call me up out of the blue, right? And that whole thing happening, the penny dropping and all that, right? The irresistible offer is how do you then convert the listeners into leads? Because you could be talking to thousands of people, but you don't have their information. There's no way of you keeping in contact with them, right? You inspired them, you engaged them, they love what you had to say, you know, they've got, they, they've heard your powerful message, but do you know how many times, Dennis, I've had a guest on my show where right at the end, and all hosts do this, at the end, they give you the floor. They say, hey, Dennis, so how can my audience get in touch with you? How can they find out more, right? Yep. And, I, and how many times do we get the same lame thing, which is, well, they can follow me on Twitter or yeah, they can follow me on social media or they can go to my website. Nobody's going to go to your website. Nobody's going to follow you on Twitter. They want something of value. They want to know what's the next step I can do. So use that opportunity. Give them something of value, whether it's a checklist, whether it's a guide, an ebook, a free chapter in the book that you've got, you know, a free consultation, something that they feel like they can just, that they can now take the next step. And then you have like a landing page. You send them to a very easy you know, don't, don't use like a, a website that's going to be hard to remember because remember that people who are listening to podcasts are usually on the go. Okay. They're running, they're driving, they're taking the bus, right? So that they're, they're not going to necessarily take the action straight away. It needs to be something that they're going to remember that when they get to the laptop or when they get to a place where they're able to do it, they can then download that, whatever it is, cheat sheet, PDF checklist, and then you've got their email address and then you want to get them in an email sequence to keep up with them. So the three parts you did talked about for how to position yourself, one was have a great story, two was mm. focus on having a core and memorable message, and then the third one was make sure you have an irresistible offer. And I just want to talk about the irresistible offer because I, I agree 100%. 
If you go mm-hmm. on these podcasts and at the end, you just say, hey, follow me on social media or say, go to my Facebook or whatever. You know, very few people are going to do that. But if you use a lead magnet, like kind of what what Daniel described there, any of those different things, some sort of a download or freebie or something like that, you're much more likely to get them to download it or access it. And then you can, you know, then you can follow up with them, nurture them and develop a relationship and hopefully they turn into clients. And I can tell you from a personal experience that that does happen, but it doesn't happen on accident. And that's, that's why I really appreciate you explaining that to me. So Mm -hmm. we talked about, that's the first step, right? Which is how to position yourself. What's next? So actually, you know what? The next thing is you've got to then, that's how you present yourself to the, to the audience, right? So that's once you, but you've got a gatekeeper, right? Okay. The gatekeeper is the host. Yep. So the first step really is you have to win over the host. And now remember again, you know, especially the, the top rated hosts, the, the, the quality podcasts booked out, they get inundated. And so you've really got to stand out if you're going to stand a chance at, get, at becoming a guest on the show. And the way to do that is you've got to, you've got to be different. Okay, so for example, you've got to have a bio. That's number one. When you pitch a, a host, the host, hosts are usually lazy. They don't want to Google you. They don't want to go and do their research. They don't have time for that. Okay, they've got too many things going on and they've got you know, usually other businesses to run and they're not interested in going and doing a whole research. So in about seven seconds, you need to sell them. So on the bio, you've got to make sure that you have these trigger points, you know, social proof. Have you been featured in, in certain publications that give you a little bit of clout. What's your social media following like? Because again, as a podcast host, one of the things that we look for is, you know, is this person going to share my show and do they have a big enough audience that's going to help my download numbers, right? That's a big help. Topics. What topics can you discuss? Do the the hard work for the host because again, if I don't know what you're going to be able to talk about, it means that I'm going to have to sit down, research you, find out the topics, do all that stuff. But if you make it easy for me, that's going to give you a massive advantage over everybody else. So give me like a list of maybe 10 topics that you love talking about that you're really well versed in. The other thing is give me a little bit of backstory, but don't give me the boring like, yeah, I made a million dollars and then we did this. Give me something interesting. Like, did you jump out of a plane or did you like, I don't know, did something crazy happen to you? Because what that means then is, oh, this is going to be entertaining. Because the truth is the one thing that the host is asking themselves, the one thing is, is this guest going to deliver value to my audience? That is the one thing that they're asking themselves. And if you can keep ticking the boxes of this is going to be a value to your audience because of this, because of this, because of this, then that's going to, again, increase your chances massively. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love the way you put it. You got to make it very simple for the host. And so before you and I you know, got on this call, you had sent me over your one page bio. You don't want to make this five or six pages because we know you could, you know, you're very important and you got a lot of things going on. You got a book and all that, but you made it one page. And of course we were already going to have this, but this gives me a summary. This gives me talking points. This gets my mind going. So it really, really helps a lot. Make it easy for the host. All right. So that's perfect. So what else? So now we've talked about- So then about, that's the reaching out. Go right. ahead, so the reach the, out, do that. Yep, that's perfect. Well, actually, before, no, well, actually before the reach out, you've got to find the right, the right podcast shows. And mm-hmm. right now, there's 600,000 podcasts, which is in, it's incredible. And the growth is incredible because last year, 2018, there were 200,000 new podcasts launched. So if you do the math, that's wow. 500, 550 new podcasts are launching every single day, okay? So, which is great. That's great news, right? 
the only thing is, is it's making it much more harder to actually find the right shows. Statistically, most podcasts end up pulling the plug after three months. Why? Because it's tough, right? You've got to constantly produce. It costs money. You've got to find the right guests. If it's not a big enough audience, most people give up, right? Think about how many people started a blog and then stopped. How many people started a YouTube channel and stopped? Same thing with podcasts. So you don't want to get on a podcast and then, you know, two weeks, three weeks, even a month or two later, that's it. The podcast is done, right? Because right. you want the evergreen <sighs> content. When you get on a quality show, you know that that show is going to be airing for the next couple of years, right? Which means that for years to come, people could still listen to, your, to that episode that you were on and still get in touch with you, which I think is, is incredible. You can't do that with, with anything. I mean, you take money and put it on Facebook ads or, or YouTube ads. And once you've spent that money, it's done. You'll never get a single lead again. You go on a podcast show today and in six months time, a year, two years, five years, someone could be calling you up and saying, hey, Dennis, I heard you on the Can I Pick Your Brain show. I loved what you had to say. I actually want to hire you for LinkedIn. And you're like, hold on, can I pick your brain? That was three years ago, right? It's like, that's the beauty about podcasting is that it's evergreen content. It's always going to be there. And people binge. They discover. I had a guy email me the other day, Dennis. This is insane. He's like, Daniel, I, I discovered your podcast show and I listened to one of your episodes and I just got hooked. And I actually did a cross country. He did a road trip. And I think he drove for like, I don't know how many hours, but it was like more than 10 hours, whatever it was. And he listened to my show back to back the whole journey. Okay. That's binging, but that's what we do. We find a video on YouTube. We start going back and listening to, to all of the, the videos. So that's another thing about podcasting. That's just absolutely fascinating is the, is the evergreen content. Yeah, I agree. It's so funny because I had a gentleman reach out to me within the last two days. And this is honestly God, in the last two days on LinkedIn said that he had heard, heard the show that you and I did, which mm -hmm. was like in like 2017, right? Like, so this was over <laughs> yeah. a year ago. And he reached out to me and, you know, had a whole bunch of nice things to say. We connected on LinkedIn. I mean, that was a year and a half ago or something like that, that we did that yeah. interview and, and people are still listening to it and connecting. And so it's amazing. So I totally agree with you. That's perfect. All right. So now we're yeah. going to talk about the reach out, the outreach. Oh, so, so wait, so how do you find the right podcasts, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. 600,000. How do you find, so really what, what we do for our clients is it really comes down to this two things. One is quality, which everyone's always, you know, shouting, well, how many downloads, how many downloads? The first question we always get. Now, how many people are going to be listening, right? I want quality. I don't want to go on a show that's got, you know, their uncle and aunt listening and the mother and that's it. I want to get on a big show. But the one thing that people don't realize as well is relevancy is really important. It's not just about how many people you're in front of. It's also the right people. You want to get in front of the right people. So the two things that we look for is quality and relevancy. How do we find relevancy? In iTunes, you've got categories and within categories, you've got subcategories. So first thing is looking through the categories and making sure you get the right category. The second thing is looking at the topics that this podcast discusses. Look at previous episodes. Does that fit the people who are listening to these topics? Is that your ideal audience? Look at the type of guests that have been on before. Who are their audience? Are their audience the right match? Do they have crossover? Is that the same audience that you're looking for? Look at the theme and the description of the show. What's the show about, right? And look at their social media following. Who's following them? There's lots of ways to find out whether this is a relevant show. The next thing is to look for quality. How do I find quality? So the thing is, Dennis, is that the problem is, as you know, podcasters, we don't publish our numbers. And actually what I found, and this is interesting, and this, this goes back to my kind of, you know, the rules of podcasting and, and efficacy, right? Going on a date and knowing 
how to talk to a lady and, and how to, you know, and what not to do. Well, one of the things not to do is you don't go to a podcast host and say, well, how many downloads do you have? How many people are listening to your show? Most of the time, what's going to happen is the host is going to just say, do you know what? Actually, no, nah, I'm not interested in this, in this person because we feel like we're being used. Like, I'm not charging you, you. Dennis, you're not charging me to be on your show, right? I haven't paid you any money to be on here. Nope. And by the way, I just want to just quickly put that, say this as well. Some people listening to this, you might think, well, yeah, podcasts aren't going anywhere. So maybe I'll just go on podcasts next year. Like it's not on my to-do list this year. I could wait. Okay. Don't wait. And I'm telling you why you shouldn't wait. Because what's happening is right now, podcasts are free to go on. Okay. Hosts are not charging a penny, which is insane. Because if you think about it, you're getting, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour of their time and access to their audience. And you're not paying a dime. Do you know how much money you'd have to pay to get a sponsored ad for 30 seconds? Okay. That would cost you a lot of money. But to be a guest is free, which is insane. Why would it be free? So that trend is starting to change. A friend of mine, Johnny Dumas, who runs one of the biggest entrepreneur podcast called uh, EO Fire, Entrepreneur Fire. He's got over a million uh, listeners. Six months ago, I used to be able to get my guests on his show for free. There would be a waiting list, but I managed to get them on, the, on his show. And it was completely free for the, for the client, for the guest. Today, if you apply to be on his show, it's $4,500 to be on his show. $4,500. That's just to go on one podcast. And that's going to set a trend because now all the other podcasters are now going to say, well, hold on, if John Lee Dumas is charging, you know, 4,500, if I'm not going to charge 45, maybe I'll charge, you know, $2,000. Maybe, wow. maybe I'll charge five, maybe I'll charge $500. Do you understand what's going to happen in about six months from now or 12 months from now and a year from now, you are going to have to pay to play. And I promise you this, you're going to kick yourself because you didn't right now, anybody who could have been on on Entrepreneurial Fire six months ago for free. I promise you, they're kicking themselves that they didn't apply earlier because now it's costing them to do that. Wow. Think about when Google AdWords, Dennis, you remember when Google AdWords was 10 cents a click? Oh, yeah. I'm still kicking myself today because I didn't go all in on that. Am I crazy? Today, the same, the same terms, the same keywords that was 10 cents is costing me now close to $20, $30. It's insane, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I had no idea that John was charging for his podcast now. I've known John yep. for years, and but I'm not surprised. And I agree, particularly with the larger podcasts that have a much larger reach and are, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and are well-respected in their space. I, I definitely see that trend yep. exactly as you stated it. Exactly. I think a lot of podcasters are going to go that direction. So, so you help you help them find it. Go ahead. Quality and- In terms of quality. So how do we find the quality? If we don't know the numbers. If, if, if podcast hosts are not giving out their numbers, how do you find out if it's a quality show? So we go through a whole, we have a whole list of criteria and I'll share some of them with you. So one of them, for example, is where do they rank on iTunes? Okay. We only work with the top 200 in each category. Where do they rank? What's the ratings like? How many five-star ratings do they have? What do people say about the show? What are the previous guests that they've had? Again, if, if they've had high caliber guests in the past, you can be sure that those high caliber guests have done their due diligence, right? What about consistency? Right. If a podcast hasn't been publishing an episode for the last, let's say, two, three months, there's a good chance that maybe they're not active anymore and you're wasting your time with that one. Also, a, a show that's not consistent, usually the numbers are not great as well. How long have they been podcasting for? Remember I said that most podcasts will basically pull the plug within three months. We don't work with podcasts that have been around for less than nine months because, again, we want to make sure that this is going to be a, a podcast that you're going to get evergreen content and it's going to last 
So there's things like that. There's also social media following. What's their social media following like? And that's a, also a good indication of, you know, the size of their audience. There's a ways around knowing if this is a quality show without directly asking them, hey, by the way, can you get naked and share me your numbers? <laughs> no, you're you know? 100% right. And, and it's out there, but it takes time. And that's some of what you guys do. I mean, anybody could do that mm-hmm. on their own, but it's time consuming, right? And so it's time consuming. Yeah. And it's also relationships. Yeah. Think about for it for sure. a second. When I come to Dennis, Dennis, when I come to you and I say, I have a great guest for you, you're not looking at me as a PR agency. You're looking at me as a fellow podcaster. Right. It's different. Your guard is down. When someone comes to me and, say, and, and, and says, hey, I got a great guest and I see it's a, it's a PR agency, I go, mm, yeah, of course, you've got an agenda and my, my defense goes up and I'm now I'm scrutinizing, right? But when it's a podcaster that comes to me and says, hey, Daniel, by the way, I got a great guest. I'm like, oh, sure, let me see. I have hosts who have now come to me and said, Daniel, the guests you sent me are so good, you don't even need to tell me who they are. Just here's my booking link. Book them in for me. Nice. So we talked about how to find it. We only got a couple more minutes. Now talk about the outreach, yep. if you can. Give us two minutes on the outreach, because I, I know we're towards the end of the yes. show here. Give us two minutes on the outreach, and then um, we will have given, I think, a really good picture for everybody. So two things. First of all, if you're going to email hosts, you know, be different. You've got to stand out. There's too many email pitches going out. Humor works really well, but it's got to be tactful, right? So come across as a human, come across as a little bit more, you know, find out something about the host that you know that's personal, that you can kind of mention, which which gives them the, because the thing is, is that when we get pitched as hosts, we automatically assume that this is a templated message. We automatically assume that this is just, you know, going to hundreds of hosts. And so it's impersonal. Show them that this is a personal message in some way, figure, get creative. Think out of the box. The other thing as well is a lot of podcast hosts, because they get so inundated with email, you've got to also try other ways to get connected with them. Send them a message on Facebook. Send them a message on LinkedIn. Find them on Instagram, Twitter. Some podcast hosts are way more accessible in their DMs in Messenger or in uh, Instagram than they are on their email. But also it's a long-term game. Again, this is relationships. If you just come to someone, I mean, how many times, Dennis, have you had someone just reach out to you on LinkedIn and says, interview me. I'm incredible. Here's my bio. And it's like, get lost. Like, I don't even know you. Who yeah. like, what, you know what I'm saying? What are you doing? Multiple times so, per week. <laughs> it's multiple times per week. So, but if someone comments on your posts and for a couple of weeks, they start like liking your content and engaging with your content and, you know, having a conversation with you. And then they say, hey, by the way, Dennis, I love your show. I actually think I'd give tremendous value to your audience. These are the topics I can discuss. Is it a good fit? Yeah. See the I, difference? Yeah. Spend some time so developing a relationship. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's not speed dating, right? It's not speed dating. Exactly. You got yeah. to develop that relationship. I totally agree. The other thing I think that helps a lot when people send requests to me is when they share other podcasts that they've been on because number it does yes. two things. Number one, it allows me to go listen if I'm really curious. And number two, it, it automatically builds credibility because they're like, okay, they're not a first-time guest on a podcast, so I'm going to have to coach them through all this. They've already been on podcasts. They know the ropes. So that helps a lot in building credibility for me to consider somebody as a guest. Well, here's the thing. So people who hire my agency, sometimes what, what we do is we tell them, look, we'll get you booked on you know 20 whatever shows. But then after that, you don't need to hire us anymore. Because once you've been on enough podcasts, there's going to be a snowball effect where people are going to want to have you on their show because they've heard you on someone else's, or you can ask the host at the end of the show, hey, do you know two or three other hosts that I'd be a good guest for? And they're going to go, well, actually, you were an incredible guest, and I'm happy to recommend you to this person, that person. And so 
I'm not looking for, for client, you know, I turn clients away. If they want to rebook me, that's great. But to be honest with you, once you've been on a certain amount of shows, you can do it. You can just keep getting booked and it's, it's ongoing snowball effect. But you know, people who want to know how to get started and they don't have the time necessarily to start building those relationships, then they hire us to get them going and get them started on the first, you know, 10, 20, 30 podcasts. So listen, so we talked about, today we talked about how to position yourself. We talked about how to win over the host, how to find the right show, and even how to reach out to them. So Daniel, I really appreciate you, you know, giving all this value to the audience. Let everybody know, we've got a close out for today. You had so much info in such a short period of time. Let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about, you know, Geffen Media Group, and, mm-hmm. uh, sure. and we'll close it out. So I actually put together a, a mini guide for how to be a great guest on podcasts and how to find the right shows. And if they want access to that, they can just go to podcastguestsuccess.com. That's podcastguestsuccess.com. And they can just grab a free mini guide to getting on podcasts. If they want to work with me and they can apply, they can go to geffenmediagroup.com. Geffen is with one F. So that's geffenmediagroup.com. And I will definitely make sure that all those links are in the podcast notes and the show notes. And listen, Daniel, I really appreciate it. I know it took a while for us to get here. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise with the audience. And I'm sure we'll talk again real soon. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. And thank you for all your listeners for listening. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. it. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.